Welcome to Floor Fantasy and Sci-Fi Lore. If you are one of the many new listeners we've recently brought into the show, then you probably don't know that every month we release news episodes, keeping you updated on the things happening in the various movie, uh, TV, game industry, uh, on the worlds you love, and comics. We do have comics. So because we're covering Baldur's Gate stuff right now, we're going to start in D&D. Do you remember the first story that was so spellbinding that it drove you to break the rules and stay up all night? To keep reading, keep listening, keep playing, so good you forgot your life and lived there? So good that the moment it ended you asked yourself, what next? Welcome to the floor. Our goal is to take you back, take you deeper, to explore and understand more, and relive that childlike wonder. Join us as we dive deep into humanity's greatest stories, no matter how they are told, through books, movies, television, even games. One of us does an in-depth research on our topic. One of us is familiar with the topic. And one of us knows nothing. So the right questions will always be asked and will be addressed for anyone coming into the topic, regardless of how much you know. Enjoy another world another adventure, another spellbinding story. Join us on the floor. So uh, D&D is down. Um, so in their annual report, Wizards of the Coast reported essentially they did about the same as last year. Now, this is the fact that Magic the Gathering is up 20%, that Baldur's Gate 3 was a huge success. And so despite those two things, Wizards of the Coast is still coming in breaking even from last year. And so that mm -hmm. is an indication that the rest of D&D is not doing well. The book sales are way down uh, from the, and so are D&D and beyond subscriptions. Um, and that seems to still be fallout from the OGL mistake they made way back in January. Right. Because there are record sales in a lot of the other tabletop games that are fantasy worlds, but not D&D. And so it is an indication that the, the the players are going elsewhere. They, you know, D and D broke their trust, and so they're going to go somewhere else. And uh, you know, I, again, it's just fallout from a monumental mistake made by some executive who didn't understand the fans and didn't understand the game. I can definitely say hunting down uh, Cyberpunk Red. Um, they are extremely wanted. Yeah, now they they're constantly breaking. All right, we got to print a new batch now because everyone sold out. Well, good to hear. Yeah, like I said, after OGL, like almost all the other tabletops are like, dude, we have to keep printing more books. This is insane, you yeah, know. Yeah. So, and and uh, a lot of uh, players that like uh, there was a couple interviews with various players of D and D who had been dipping their toe into the other worlds. They say, you know, a lot of these other worlds, they're doing better than D&D &D is right now and developing their worlds, building their adventures. And the fact is D&D &D had just, you know, there, there's the what? You've got to be first or the best, you know, to, to be it. D&D &D was first. And in being first, they were able to sit on the top for a really long time. And then the OGL made sure that even if they weren't producing awesome content, they were freelancers producing it for them. Mm -hmm. For the 
OGL debacle killed all of that. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like, you know, uh, either D&D's got to get it together and uh, really, you know, increase the, the quality of the stuff it's producing or it uh, it's just going to become one of the hurt. So it's definitely the direction we see things kind of going there. Um, there's also a, a really interesting development industry where D&D is really pushing hard to develop its virtual tabletops. But as a lot of the fans point out that, you know, a virtual tabletop where it's like a screen that you can have multiple maps on, a lot of players think is great because it's easy to swap them out. But if you talk, as they said, they, they said the ideal fans is a life-size model of the dungeon with minis. Like that is that is what all fans want. And virtual tabletops or screen tabletops, all, all of that is just to get by. It is not- Substitute. It's a substitute for what they really want. And, you know, D&D is going really hard into these virtual tabletops where you can just basically play the whole game. And the players are saying, that's not what I want. I want to sit down at the table with my friends and, and see the, the world played out as real as possible, not in digital representation. So it is really interesting to see D&D pushing so hard in that direction. And the players saying, that's not what we want. We want Dwarven Forge with mini. That's what we want. One D and D is now being tested. So if that's unclear what that is, I think this is just a terrible name. One D and D is six E. That's what it is. <laughs> you know, I I am not a fan of the name. It reminds me of like the whole Xbox One. That's what I was gonna say. This sounds like Xbox. And immediately they just walk away from it and they release the X. You know, <laughs> like the the One D and D Xbox One is saying this is the one. This is it. This is all you need. It's the everything. But this is a company that's going to keep making products and they're going to have to go on to the next thing. And at some point, this name is just going to be laughable because, you know, four or five years, they're going to start looking at the book sales going down again. Be like, hey, we always get a spike in sales when we release an audition. Let's start working on that project. You know, I sell it. I, so 6E is what it is. 1D&D is a just, you know, a, a, some branding expert coming in without the concept of an ever-continuing series. Yeah. Right, yeah. And then, of course, the Deck of Many Things came out, so this was a book. Uh, it's a magical item in the game, and then they also had a deck come with it, and it is also uh, connecting D&D to magic, one of those pieces. And uh, the all books sales are down, and then the decks were like, they were misprinted, there were a multitude of errors in them, some of the cards were the wrong size. The company that makes Magic the Gathering couldn't make the deck of many things. It was a tragedy. So oh. that kind of <laughs> just like was a big bumble on their part. So all in all, things aren't looking great for D&D. And this kind of brings me to the next thing. Like we talk about D&D because there are so many games. There are so many books and just everything in this world because it is kind of the original fantasy. You play a single hero in this world. But as things are spreading out, are there other worlds you would want us to start covering? Maybe write in and let us know. Moving on to The Witcher. Uh, Netflix's animated Witcher universe is getting another edition. So this is Sirens of the Deep, and it will be based on uh, one of the Witcher sto short stories uh, written by Sapovsky, and this is A Little Sacrifice. And the original voice actor from the game who voiced Geralt, Doug Cockle, will be the voice actor for this series. That's exciting. In the English version, I should say, because if you're if you're playing The Witcher in a different game, it's not going to be Doug. 
Yeah, in different language, right. Right, different yeah. language. Uh, yes, The Witcher's getting a new uh, board game, Path of Destiny. Uh, this will be kind of a deck builder, but it's all within the single box. Yes, and uh, so that's that's about it. There's a lot of like discussion about new people and casting and stuff, but I was like, that doesn't really open you up to the new stuff coming out. Same with Game of Thrones. There's announcements about new cast members coming in for everything. But again, we do know the the season, the, the next Game of Thrones season, we, it's already been shot, right? They're just holding it because they don't want too big a gap between everything. Uh, Brandon Sanderson, uh, Nomad Book 4, which is the last of the secret projects, is done and out. And Book 4 of the Skyward series uh, is going to be released in late November, November, and that is Defiant. Manny cranks these out. All right, and that is it. Okay. Eli, you're up. All right. On to sci-fi news. So, uh, first thing I want to mention is the not only has the writer's strike ended, but the actor's strike has ended as well as of November 9th. Meaning that we're going to get a go on a lot of things. So, let's go and tackle alien news first. So, Fade Alvarez's uh, Alien movie, he has finished his director's cut for Alien Romulus. Now, that name still might change, um, but that's still our working title. Uh, and the first person to watch it was Ridley Scott, other than Fade and his team. And, you know, he was really nervous about this, um, but when he went to go talk to him face-to-face after he watched it, he said, it's fucking great talked for over an hour about the film Um, Mm. and he is a really big fan he's very proud of what he has done here so that is looking good as far as alien romulus yeah if you want to put your opinion here joe so i there's just so much just corporate shilling these days for hollywood stuff so let me, let me tell you about something that popped up in my social media feed, which is awesome, right? So the first thing was was an article posted from a guy I'm friends with who really likes uh, Marvel and DC. And it's like uh, the, the Marvels that just came out had the worst opening of any Marvel ever without adjusting for inflation. You know, with adjusting for inflation, it did even worse compared to the other movies because mm-hmm. we had that huge inflation spike this year. And uh, just below it was just like a, a random ad by by uh, the Washington Post. And it was a review of the Marvels. And it said, the Marvels, everything you want a comic book movie to be. I'd be like, you're just you're just a corporate shill, man. Just just like and so much of that is happening without people like putting out their real opinion. I mean, we never like there are people who do bash a lot on Disney and Marvel and Star Wars. We don't do that a lot. We're just like. We're sad. You kind of ruined something we love. We've moved on to other things we love, you know? Uh, yeah, no, that's actually a really fair point. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even watch the Marvels movie. It's not like I hate it or anything. It's just I did, felt no call to excitement to go see it. Whereas there, there's new DC animated movies that I'm super stoked to watch. That I And I just started watching uh, Doom Patrol because uh, I didn't know a lot about them and Eli did and they actually did a really good job. Oh yeah, Doom, Doom Control is a. Anyway, back to back to my comment here. And so I, whenever someone who is financially invested in saying good things about the product says good things, I just don't believe them anymore. Right? 
I just be like, be like, and how much did you get paid to say this? I don't believe in you. We, so we you have been learning from cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you're up till 3 a.m. arguing with me about who would win in a fight, then right. I believe that you like these characters as much as me. <laughs> Peace characters. Anyway, so Ridley Scott loved it, of course, because he's wholly invested in the Alien franchise. It's just <laughs> there means he makes more money. Of course he said that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we say we love it, maybe we'll make more money. Because <laughs> I thought it was awesome. I haven't seen it yet, but I thought it was phenomenal. I haven't seen, yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I thought it was awesome. <laughs> so Alien Romulus is set to come out August 16th, 2024. Now, uh, Noah Holloway's Alien series, still untitled, this is coming to FX. Since uh, the strike has ended, he can go on and finish filming. His filming got interrupted because of the strike. Um, he says he's still got about seven hours left to still film, mostly with the main character. They were part of SAG-AFTRA. He's eager to get this out to people as soon as possible. They're aiming to release around the first half of 2025. The movie will not be on the Nostromo, but it is a similar model of ship. And something that uh, Holloway has said multiple times, he says it feels like you're on the Nostromo. And he, he seems just really digging his own set. You know, obviously he didn't build the set, but he's very proud of the set. But right, he gets paid if it does well, is Joe Sand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to Dune news. So, Dune has now got its rating of PG-13 for sequences of strong violence, some suggestive material, and brief strong language. Dune is set to release March 15th. Dune Part 2 is set to release March 15th, 2024. I have referred to a Dune series coming to HBO as Dune Sisterhood. Yeah. They have changed uh, the release of the official title, and that is going to be Dune Prophecy. This do this change in title could be due to uh, constant setbacks like pandemic, strike, the multiple rotations of the cast and crew. So it could be a name change because they are not making a live action version of the book Dune Sisterhood anymore. Um, uh, they have just been too many changes. They're saying that most of these characters are going to be original to the series. Okay, that would make sense, yeah. Because if you, if you start saying, we made Dune Sisterhood and like 90% is different, then you're going to upset your fans. So Right. Well, yeah. it, it might have started out that way. Right. But they've had to constantly, they've had people fall out, have bring new people in, some of these new people fall out. Like, it, yeah. it's really just put them through the ringer. We're at five and a half years since they start. That's that's a that's a long time. Isn't that how long how long it took to make Arcane though? So maybe it'll be great. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. If if this does as well as Arcane, I'll I'll be as happy it's as can be. Also, Joe, how long it took to make a lot of shows that never made it to screening. <laughs> so this is true. Is this true? Arcane was the one that made it out of there, so hopefully this is the same way. So, anyways doing prophecy now is set to commence production and they are aiming to release in the fall of 2024 all right 
on to cyberpunk news. So Phantom Liberty is out now. Uh, some of the marks that it has received. It has got a 4 out of 5 for PC Mag. It has got an 87% for PC Gamer. And a 9 out of 10 on IGN. So it's receiving some pretty hard, high marks from uh, our gaming monitors, magazines, observers. I'm not sure what to call them. Anyways, the, the, the top people who, who rate right, games. Yeah. So I didn't mention this in my official news. I didn't write it down. But Baldur's Gate basically won everything, right? <laughs> it's got uh, Ultimate Game of the Year, PC Game of the Year, uh, big Best Game Community, Best Supporting Performance by their voice actor, uh, Studio of the Year, uh, Visual Effects of the Year, uh, Best Storyline of the Year, right? Like there's even a picture of the guy, Sven, who... Uh, He's the he's the creator of the studio. He was walking out with just his arms full of trophies. Just like <laughs> we won everything this year. So and they did. Like like once you play Baldur's Gate, it really just like it, I, especially like and I had, have had this conversation with a lot of friends. Be like Starfield. You have to understand Starfield came out the same year as Baldur's Gate, and they spent longer making it. Be like it, 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 compare it, it, the two, and you'd be like, "What's wrong with Bethesda? Are they broken?" Like <laughs> it doesn't even like after you see Baldur's Gate, it's like you guys didn't even try. You had a baker uh, uh, set of developers, you had Lomaker to make the game, and you produced this. It, it, well, I should play Baldur's Gate three. Yes, yes, you should. But play everything you've ever wanted to play. Before, because it will break you. It will well, break I'm talking it. about Cyberpunk 2077 right now. That's so. true. Let's go back to Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, which is now so. now that I'm comparing it to Baldur's Gate 3, it's kind of a garbage game, according to Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, update 2.02 just landed. Um, so some of the things they have done with this new update is they fixed milestone tree skill tree bugs. Um, car delivery missions are fixed. They can actually make it in time. Uh, they've gone through and done some weapon balances. You can no longer bait enemies out of a quest zone to reduce the amount of bad guys in a quest. You can no longer pay the homeless to clear your wanted level. The game will now let you know if you have corrupted scripts and what to do about it, such as uninstall mods or reinstall the game. The unlimited RAM hack has been fixed and it saved corruptions and the flatline at the end of the game has been fixed so you can actually finish the game. And so CD Projekt Red has done a good job about updating about every two weeks. It's very much in communication with their users and what they are experiencing rather than just assuming, oh, they probably want this fixed. They're actually listening to their users fixing what they're bringing up and the last thing which is kind of a tangent because we haven't actually covered it we have a terminator a terminator <laughs> animated series coming to netflix wait we don't we don't have a release date oh cool yet. that's exciting but my, my question was going to be when does it take place in the timeline <laughs> ah okay aaron's like when and i'm like when but not that when <laughs> no my <laughs> win <laughs> my win does he know? Do you at least know his way? Do you didn't know my way? All right. So this is coming to us from Production IG. 
they have done a lot, a lot of stuff, but they're the uh, animators for Ghost in the Shell. Uh, so if you're a fan of Ghost in the Shell, this is going to be right up your alley. Wait, um, like the original animated Ghost in the Shell? And and the ones beyond, yes. The animated oh, ones. They, like the animation in that is fantastic. So I think it's going to look really good for time. Yeah. What I'm hearing is you don't know what part of the timeline. So uh, it, it's uh, a girl from 2020. Okay. And she gets sent back in time, as you do. As you do. To 1997. Yep. Uh, which is uh, Terminator 2? No, oh, man. I'm, I'm forgetting right now. Anyway, that, that that's a, your timeline there, you know, getting sent back from 2020 to 1997. Seven, this will be story, and she's going back to protect Malcolm Lee, a man who is working on creating an AI program that will compete with Skynet. So, oh, rather than trying to just stop Skynet from being right created, trying to make sure a rival AI is gets created, fighting as well. it. Yeah, interesting. That's an interesting approach, and this will be the first animated Terminator. Have one of these yet? Yeah, will be exciting. That's my news for today. Aaron, on to you. All right. Okay. So finally, we're on to the good stuff. So I'm going to start with Disney. Eli knows about this. Joe does probably doesn't. So back in August, uh, Disney dropped their own version of Magic called Lorcana. Uh, that was August 18th. Since then, they're Cards have basically been consistently sold out across all stores. Super hard to find them. They, we actually talked to someone today about this. They like shipped like a tenth of what people were saying they'd need in stores. Five, 5%. five percent. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Five percent of what people said they needed in stores, and some. It's just been all sorts of hectic. But Friday, which is today, because it's released this episode. So today is Friday. The 17th of November, we're going to see the second launch. So they're going to be releasing Chapter 2, Flood, Floodborne. And there's currently 204 cards uh, released since August. There will be another 204 cards that will be released. And you can bet your sweet hiney that I will be at a lot of stores all of, all of Thursday, Friday. And uh, as you can now see, Aaron has become a corporate shill. <laughs> no, see, I paid them to talk about their stuff. So it's kind of the opposite. <laughs> I guess that's true. I paid them to talk about their stuff. They don't pay me yet. Um, next up, we'll just stay in Disney for now. Uh, I got upcoming Marvel movies. Daredevil uh, was on day zero on the 13th. So they are just now starting their new TV show on Marvel. So I know they had a couple seasons on Netflix, but they're now going to be using the same character, uh, but making a show uh, through Marvel. And the show title is going to be Born Again, which is ironic because they're, you know, revamping the TV show, but through Marvel, not Netflix. Uh, and then, I mean, we got a couple. Marvel movies coming out. We had the Marvels come out. Joe was talking about how much he loved that. I haven't seen it. It just it's gotten like I said, there was some corporate shilling and then some actual fans reviewing. Uh, you just can't tell anymore who's who. 
till you go you see it, and you're like, wow, I believe so. Yeah, Netflix is paying lots of people to bash Disney, <laughs> <laughs> and then Disney's paying a lot of people to hype up Disney. So you're like, okay, well, who's yeah. not being paid? Who's not getting money here? Us, we're not. Who just That's has us. a genuine opinion on it? Uh, Loki season two, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, Eli, what'd you think? Oh, Loki season two was really great. Really great. Yes. Good. Mm-hmm. I like season one, but like Marvel has disappointed me so many yeah, times. No, we heard. Yeah, like, we, I, we actually heard a lot. I, I don't know if I'm going to go back for Loki. I don't know, but maybe I will. Well, let me go watch it because then you could have two positive votes instead of just one right now. So if you've seen season one of Loki, you should watch Quantum Mania in between season one and season two. Okay. Um, uh, that's a good tip. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we also have January 10th we're going to have a show called Echo um, it's about a, 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 a Liqua Cox will return as Maya Lopez uh, she was in Hawkeye originally she's a Native American deaf amputee gang leader um, and fierce fighter so and then this is a Marvel superhero uh, yeah does that not sound okay. like a standard Marvel superhero to you? He didn't list any powers. How am I to know? And then, okay, so now Marvel has <laughs> ownership of X-Men, so they're going to start playing. Do you remember the TV no. show back in 97, the cartoon? Yes. Disney's gonna I be- love that cartoon. Yeah, Disney's going to be diving into that. So they may actually ruin that for you too, Joe. Yeah, I mean, I can put that on the list. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> here's, here's, here's the bottom line, though, on, on Disney and Marvel. No one, more than the fans, want them to get this right. They just keep screwing it up, though. No, I'm with like, you. I I stopped getting like avid know, into Star more, Wars lately. Right, uh, Wolverine yelling morph still wakes me up in the middle of the night and be like, "The freaking yelled morph, man!" Wait, which the one Wolverine was morph? Is still <laughs> angry about that. Which one was morph? Morph. He had uh, powers like Mystique, like he could change, like he could morph into other oh, things. Uh, Darwin. I, Wolverine just called him Morph all the time, and he was always whenever they'd go on missions together, he'd always get ticks because he was goofing off. Get, Morph, get it together, man! And then they kill Morph, and Wolverine is just devastated because there's a buddy. Wait, so which was that a TV show or movie? Cartoon. It was cartoon. Oh, it's in the TV cartoon. Show. Okay, because I remember they killed Darwin in one of the live action Marvels. Oh, and no, no, this was in the Darwin's cartoon. whole whole power set was he can't die because he is Darwinism. He just adapts. And then the main protagonist killed him in like four minutes. It's not what we were talking about originally, but you were talking about something that irritated you. So I figured, same. So, no, like I said, I mean, you know, the fans of of, of Marvel and X-Men and all of that, we want Disney to get it right. We want to love these. But, you know, I mean, you know, when there are always produce... other avenues. So if Disney doesn't get it right, we're going to have cool comics. If we don't have cool comics from them, we got DC. If DC ruins it, then... Because we got Cyberpunk or D and D or something like. Well, I have just barely dipped my toe into the Invincible world, and Yay. I feel like they're doing a good yeah, job. Yeah, dude, I, that one's like perfect for young kids too. You know, it's wholesome, it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> you mean it's it's where the boys got their model from? Yes. <laughs> yes, and then you have the boys, which is like I think they they're the highest rated superhero series ever. Um, but at the same time, the boys is it's gross. So what I did and actually, what I did because the boys makes you feel gross after if you watch like too many episodes back <laughs> to back. So I would watch the boys, and then I would uh, supplement it by watching a couple episodes of the Tick. 
Because <laughs> the tick is like goofy, derpy, like fun. Yeah. And the boys is, you know, the boys. The boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I watched it with my friend recently because he'd never seen it. And he's just like, oh, that's so gross. He'd be like, you're not ready for what's coming then. <laughs> and then he's like, oh my gosh, it's so gross. Like, it's the boys. There's nowhere they won't go. <laughs> you're not ready for it. So you kind of like made Disney sound pretty lame as I was going through my Disney lists, but I'm going to just blow through this real quick anyways. So we got Agatha coming out in late 2024. If you saw WandaVision, remember our friend Agatha and that, who was the villain? Yep. So we're going to see her return. We're going to have Captain America Brave New World uh, in 2025, February. Uh, Thunderbolts, uh, July 25th, 2025. Um, and then the one that I'm excited for still, but you know, Disney can still ruin this for us. Uh, Blade in November 2025. I think I've mentioned this a couple of times. Yeah, you have mentioned Blade a couple of times. You're excited about this. And one. then Marvel Zombies. That'll be a fun one. I loved the comics from Marvel Zombies, uh, mm-hmm. but that doesn't have a release date yet. And neither does Spider Man Freshman Year, which is. Uh, from my understanding, it's going to be released on Disney Plus and it's going to be a cartoon. Oh, that's surprising because I, I, my understanding was the Spider Man movies were still doing well. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, this is, you know, if you can make more money making more styles of something, why wouldn't you make I guess TV that's shows, true. cartoon movies? You know? If you can make more money doing something. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then we're going to get What If Season 2. I uh, don't have a date for that either. I did like that that one. And then obviously yeah, Eli so would berate me if I didn't mention this one, Deadpool 3. That's right. What's the date on that? That one, as far as we know, as of now, it's July 26, 24. So that's actually, you know, less than a year away. And yeah. then for the fourth time, I would say think, like Fantastic Four. I'm excited for, I'm excited for Deadpool. Yeah, not the not the fourth re- remake of Fantastic Four. No. But I'm excited for Deadpool. Uh, you know, I feel like Ryan Reynolds chose to become Deadpool at a very young age. And then later on, they let him wear the costume. Uh, I feel like he's got a lot of creative control uh, in the making of his movie. And so I feel like you know, it, it, it won't disappoint. Yeah. The, uh, you put him and Hugh Jackman together and just say, hey, yes, we'll just and hit record when, have, when you're ready. Yeah, and, and we have the return of the original Wolverine. So, and then the last couple things I'm just going to rush through real quick. We got Avengers: The King Dynasty what? in 2026, Avengers: Secret Wars 2027, and then Armor Wars. That's with Don Cheadle, uh, Tony Stark's friend. Oh right, War Machine. So that's Marvel. Uh, I'm. Obviously, way more excited for the Lorcana stuff going on than the upcoming Marvel stuff from Disney. Uh, next up, we have Godzilla minus one. So this is a remake of the original Godzilla movie. This is taking place right after uh, World War II when Japan lost everything. So the tagline is post-war Japan had lost everything and then from zero to minus so. Right, because if he comes, destroys what little they have left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that one will be I really bet, exciting. I bet they're going to have his foot crush that arch that just won't go down. <laughs> I bet you he kills more than one person. 
<laughs> Have you guys seen that meme? Like it's, uh, I think it's Nagasaki maybe. And it, they show like uh, the devastation of Nagasaki. It's a photo and you can see this, uh, it's like a little arch thing kind of looks like a, a kanji. Mm. And then they show like after the giant tidal wave hit Japan and the arch is still there. And the meme is, what the hell is that arch made out? <laughs> make all the buildings out of it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I bet God's a little step on it. So speaking <laughs> of Godzilla, right? We have Monarch Legacy of Monsters being released on Apple TV. So this is set Apple. after the battle between Godzilla and the Titans. That excites me. I have never been disappointed with the quality of anything I've watched on Apple. Like they always do a great job. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. one actually comes out today. Because today, because today is Friday. How did Apple not advertise that to me? <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. Today being Friday. Oh, <laughs> you mean today, as in when we release the yeah, podcast? Well, the people who are listening it. to it, it's today for them. It's today for you too, as far as they know. What? <laughs> but Joe, you're the know nothing in the monster verse. Oh, no, no, this for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you, well i was gonna say this is why it's not advertised to you you avoid this information <laughs> i guess it's true i guess that's true i don't like yeah the only time i like yeah usually even when i watch these movies i watch them with aaron anyway yeah so you can watch him like after my... i've watched him with eli a few times uh so a couple things about this this is going to follow three generations in the monarch family so do you remember bill randa from king kong Yes, so starting from him, so you're going to see him in a younger version, um, and you're going to follow three generations of his family. Uh, you're also going to see some other some other people in there. Uh, Kurt Russell is and his son Wyatt Russell are going to both play Lee Shaw, just different ages of him. Oh, interesting! So Kurt Russell and his son are both playing the same character, which is pretty exciting. Kurt Russell obviously was ego in the Marvel Universe, and his son, Wyatt Russell, was Psycho Captain America. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, so I thought that would be some fun tidbits of knowledge for people to know. Um, I sent you over a link, Joe. It should be in this episode's notes. Uh, IGN yes. did a really good everything we know so far before watching. So they- Which I can't even... You read because I'm a no well, nothing. Yeah, it's not for you. It's for the people listening. So you're welcome, loser. <laughs> but uh, just making sure that they go check that out. I would say if people want us to dissect that, I do disagree with some of the stuff they say. So we could do an episode uh, just countering points. But as far as just okay. basic information, getting you up to date, they did a phenomenal job. Obviously... Uh, I have one more really exciting thing to go over. This is Justice League vs. Kong vs. Godzilla. The first issue has already been released. I read through it. It is awesome. It's uh, who's who's publishing this? So this is DC. Okay, um, as far as I could could tell. So they're starting in the DC world. Because I was going to say you've got some Godzilla in there, so it's like might be a different publisher. Okay, but so DC, DC is known for doing a really good job introducing their characters in other worlds. Like they've done it. With TMNT, they've done it with a couple others. But Batman versus aliens, yeah. Batman what? versus aliens, Batman <laughs> versus uh, the Ninja Turtles. Like they they introduce them well. 
Uh, so in this one, Superman's about to propose to Lois. And so the opening scene is in the comics. And I won't give you too much. So you can still go read it. And it's awesome. But you see a couple superheroes in the watchtower watching Superman just basically saving the entire world, all the problems all at once. And they're just commenting on like, wow, this is insane. How come he doesn't do this every day? And Flash is like, ah, it's not sustainable. He's just got a little extra energy because, you know, he's excited to go propose. <laughs> and then uh, later on, the villains get a hold of something. They get transported somewhere else to prize is Kong Island. And then by the end of the episode, they're teleported back with, with some help. And so issue number two is when, like, you see the monsters actually start facing off with your heroes. That comes out uh, in, what is that, four days from today of Friday on November 21st. Right. And that's everything in my awesome kaiju comic universes. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening. Like I said, this is something we usually put out about once a month uh, to keep you guys up to date on the stuff you love. And uh, feel free to write in if you want us to add something to this list of things we're, we're researching to bring you the latest on. All righty. You might not have been floored, but hopefully you're excited. Joe, were you floored? I feel like I floored you. There was I, <laughs> the, the Kong thing. I was, again, excited to see it. Not necessarily floored because it blew my mind. We'll, we'll but, get there. But uh, yeah, go floor your friends. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We have mentioned in the past that if you go to the Patreon page, we have collections of all the different worlds and pieces of lore we have covered. For example, if you want everything we have ever done about Baldur's Gate, from the invention of D&D to Baldur's Gate 1, Baldur's Gate 2, Dark Alliance, all of that, you can find individual collections for all of those, or just one big collection containing all of Baldur's Gate or all of D&D. So everything we have covered, everything we have covered, Eberron, Marvel, DC, Alien, Zooniverse, Cyberpunk, Dune, and more. We have collections for each of those worlds. And I do want to mention that on the Patreon, the only thing behind the subscription is the Treasure Room content. Anything that has been released in the podcast for free is still free there. It is just a better organization of the information that the podcast app doesn't let us do. They are just a big list and you just got to type in your search words. On the Patreon, there are tags for everything. You got fantasy, D&D, creature features, Baldur's Gate 1, Baldur's Gate 2, Dark Alliance, all of that. Just an individual tag for those episodes. And as I said, we do have collections just to make this as easy as possible to find what you're looking for. We have learned in the past that a lot of people who listen to the floor, they're interested in one or two of the worlds. And they may check out one or two of the episodes when we switch worlds. But they're really just mostly interested in that. So we just want to like consolidate everything you're looking for to make it just as easy as possible to access. So... Check that out just to make your life easier. And uh, we are working at making sure you can download any of the free episodes there. So even if you're going to lose Wi-Fi or connection, you can get the episodes you want before that happens. Or just not burn your data while you're traveling to and from work or whatever else is you do while you listen. And uh, thank you. I hope you continue to enjoy the show.